David, 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 David Banner, 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 Banner. Like the time I got up in the dough, all I wanna see is fatty drop to the flow. Come and pop up for the bottle main twist while I sit in VIP, pop a Chris and Mo. Come and kick it with the player, dig the gas in the cash, by the incredible boat. Sipping hypnotic in Hennessy, yeah, we call it Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk. Cocktail. An Incredible Hulk, Green Eyed Monster, Shrock, or Hippin' Hen is a green color cocktail made by equal parts of the fruit liqueur, hypnotic, and Hennessy brand cognac poured over ice. It is named for the famously green comic book superhero, the Hulk. I'm excited because this is my first time drinking this shit ever in life. I don't know what to expect, but we are going to partake of this this fine cocktail during the entire episode so <laughs> what's gonna happen is that's that's a heavy-handed ass pour what's gonna happen is every time you hear that means we are taking a sip of this negro cocktail i'm gonna just call it a negro cocktail i know i read the entire description of what it was but let's let's be super duper honest I'm like the first person I heard this shit from was was Twister. So this is one of the few things I will give Twister credit for because I ain't never, ever, ever. Trip, 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 trip. Oh shit! This shit is really green. It's really green. What is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Brown uh, and teal makes green. That's disgusting, man. All right, cool. I got it you. does look like it's not a good green. It's, it's not. Uh, it's like a swamp green. It's like if the Hulk skinned his knees or something. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty bad. It looks like turtle tank water. It did. You ever been to somebody's house who had a turtle? Yeah, that's animal abuse. Yeah, and um, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's basically what what it is that you um let me know right now. So cool. Here we go. You got the cocktail. Um, all right, we're gonna do the first sip. Mm. You go. Are you ready? Yeah, let's clink it. Clickety clack. Ooh. I'm already ready to punch something. Oh, that's bad. I don't remember it being this strong. I don't I don't remember it at all because I've never tried it before. This is pretty bad. Did I pour this wrong? You did it 50-50, right? Uh-huh. I did. Yeah, I think so. I got heartburn already. <laughs> you got to drive later on. I ate before we did this. <sighs> so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another motherfucking episode of Spit Sessions. It's been a while. Um, We have some things in the works. We both have not put the glass down at all. Like, I'm a... F- Let's sip it again. Sip it again. Yeah. Yeah, that's real bad. No, nah, we gotta let the ice melt. Let's let the ice melt for a couple <laughs> seconds. I hope it watered this shit down. That's <clears throat> that's pretty terrible. Um, okay, yeah, we had a lot of things in the works. Um, you guys haven't heard from us in a little bit because we made an attempt to do our first video and uh, we lost a little bit of the audio, unfortunately. But it's all cool. We took that L. We're gonna bounce back. We bounced back with um incredible hoaxes in hand. So I don't know if that counts as bouncing back entirely. We made some bad decisions on the way, but. Here we are. How do we end up drinking these again? Wasn't it something we saw online? Someone something happened on Twitter. Somebody was... something happened, and someone said that the Incredible Hulk is one of the most powerful forms of niggardry you could possibly engage in, or something like that. And they criticized the taste of it, and you had a rebuttal like, "No," and you made references. Well, initially, Reggie wanted me to smoke crack during an episode of this show, of the podcast, and I'm just not going to do that. So. 
this is the next best thing I could potentially think of. But you got to drink a lot of it because you're at home. You already ate. And I don't work gotta, until three tomorrow. You got to get through like four glasses of this. Are you fucking? By the end of the episode. It's going to, the ice will melt and make it taste good. I mean, yeah, but I hope the rest of the ice is frozen because we got home and we had no ice in the trays. That's, I live the ice tree life. You motherfuckers be buying bags of ice and shit like that. But Lancey's roommate works out a lot and he needs to hydrate himself. Put ice in bags and, and, and put like, them all over his sore body. Put them on his muscles. I actually have my roommate here for the first time ever. I, this is the gentleman that I live with. You want to get close to one of the mics and say what's up? You're gonna be you're gonna be in this episode if you do, because that's how microphones work. But hi, what's your name? Darian. He a, he a sexy chocolate motherfucker. I He's love wearing this a white tee right now, holding a comic book. Yeah, that's a, that's mad sexy. You're one of my best friends of 14 years. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Do you do you? Is there anything else you want to say on this microphone? No, I'm good. All right, cool. And there we have that. All right, so uh, since the last time we uh, recorded anything, there's a few things that we definitely want to talk about. Um, so they're trying to strap teachers the fuck up. That's been a reoccurring thing for the last few weeks because uh, have you heard about giving teachers straps prior to everything you, you you have prior to the shooting yeah i mean i've heard it as fringe crazy talk but now it's kind of i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily call it mainstream but when you have the president saying it i think it gives it a certain it gives it a certain oomph that is potentially dangerous and should not be looking away from yeah, that shit is pretty bad, man. You know, there, there's been another shooting, which we all know. And it's unfortunate because of the way the situation has been handled. There's people that want to do everything except for take guns away from people that should not have weaponry. And we're not talking about like simple handguns or whatnot. But we, why do you need an AR-15? For what, for what purpose do you need uh, that? Well, you know, my thing is they make versions of that gun that shoot like 9mm or forty five. Uh, so you can kind of get the same feel, but you're shooting a a, a different round. You know, a different I think round. there's exactly. something important with that. Um, you know, when we're talking about the the weapon that was used for this shooting and some other ones, yeah, uh, it's it's something that isn't good for hunting. It isn't necessarily no. great for home defense. It doesn't make sense. Um, like, and people want it just to because it's it's their right it's right? their right i have according I, to the mis i would say misinterpreted constitution yes and i would i would ask you know where do you draw the line if this is okay yes because you know it's your right to have one like why not i don't know like yes. some sort of chain gun which i'm sure you can purchase right i'm pretty sure you probably could you got to go to indiana for that shit maybe but like it's, why not a bazooka why not a tank why not speak, a rondo number nine bazookas that's what i'm talking about for those of you that do not know Anytime we we engage in anything that might be uh, uh, super random or uh, obscure, Rondo Number Nine is a rapper from Chicago. I think he's in prison right now. There's a very viral photo of him in his living room holding a bazooka. I do not know if it had live ammunition in it or not. It's just the simple fact that he was able to get a hold of it. That kind of impressed me and scared me at the same time. So there's that. See, so, yeah, like, I'm not necessarily anti-gun. I just, I mean, I I don't understand why we can't have them responsibly and within reason yes i think people get way too defensive about it and yes. it's like you know i mean children are dying yes on top of everybody else who's dying children yes. are, are probably an important demographic they're probably the most <laughs> <laughs> important demographic that they're like, hey man sandy hook happened and we're just like hey man I don't, I don't know what to tell you yeah and you know the, the fucked up part is like the, uh, the people said the sandy hook was fake people 
said that false flag. the false flag these people are hired actors and the children that were affected by the shooting that happened most recently the parkland shooting there's people trying to discredit them and say that they're faking it they're hired actors and they're attacking the children in general instead of doing what they can in order to get guns out of people's hands there's no even if you're hunting i can't think of any animal that you would need to hunt with low wayne army guns like that's that's not really necessary unless you hunting something with opposable thumbs that has a gun itself and knows how to use it the right way on some planet of the ape shit but why would you be hunting those you can't even eat chimpanzees like that i assume that would probably taste nasty. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> what are you talking about? The hypnotic is kicked in. <laughs> that might be the first time I've ever said that on this podcast. And you just took it somewhere. I was like, what? I need to start drinking this shit. Here, hold on. I'm going to sip it again. Wait. Mine is like an emerald perfect green. Yours got the doo-doo brown in it still. Mix mine that is, up. Mine is a little swampy. I'm a, hold on. I'm going I'm to sip this again. Wait. <clears throat> Taste mine. Just try it. Okay. Just try it. I'll try yours. Wait. Because I need to figure out why yours. Mmm. has more Hennessy in it, obviously. Yeah. You want to even that out? Yeah, I'll fix it. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Yours is better than mine. I don't know why you're complaining. It's now. delicious. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the ice melted. Like, that's that's probably why. Now, I, I got, um, like, I knew about these, and I, I feel like I had one at some point when I was younger, but when I really got... I. I went to LA for like three weeks to visit my friend when he got out of the army. Uh huh. And for some reason, this is like all we drink the whole time. You made bad decisions. Oh yeah, it was real bad. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. How potent is this? Is there? Is there? Is there? You're mixing alcohol and alcohol. Usually, you mix alcohol with juice or soda or something. This mm-hmm. is liquor and liquor. Let me see the percentage on this hypnotic bottle because <clears throat> I'm not very well versed with hypnotic, so I don't know. I don't know what it is I'm drinking. Seventeen percent alcohol, hypnotic, really? I mean, it's not crazy, crazy, but I mean, that's that's fruity flavored vodka. Uh, yeah, that's true. With Hennessy. I'm going to be hurt tomorrow. So, yeah, to, to retract a little bit, we ended up doing this because we posted something asking people to vote if we should or should not drink these during an episode. And here the fuck we are. OK, that looks better. That looks like a Ninja Turtle green. That's good. Damn, man. Twisted. Bunga, dude. Oh, as far as the intro, we chose the chose the intro song. For obvious reasons, but I also want to mention that in the song, Twista goes on a tangent and says, I love the way you work that dookie hole. I've never, <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have never in all my life heard a rapper say, dookie hole I've, uh, on the track i mean i've been to a strip club before and i don't think i was fixated on the hole exactly hold on wait i got it was moving that's they bleeped out hole they made him say dookie i love you wait, that's even worse i love the way you work that dookie 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 so it sounds like she playing with a feces and that's really not the image that i needed so right now uh, are we still talking about uh, gun violence? In yes, I'm sorry, but I like, Yo. let's, just, let's close that out if we're gonna. Yeah, if we're gonna get silly, I to guess. To be fair, this we had a really long discussion about this on the last episode. Yes, and it's hard to go back into it again with the same amount of passion that you've gone in with it before, because we all know that the answer lies within having some sort of gun control, having some sort of 
things set in place to prevent these things from happening, but it doesn't seem like anybody wants to do that for some reason or another. You know, whether it's it, it comes down to well, I think the majority of people are for what is known as you know quote common sense uh, gun laws, gun yes. reform, gun control. Yes. Um, and and thankfully we have some of the victims of the latest or not even latest anymore. Yes. <laughs> victims of the shooting that we we're referencing. Yes. Uh, that are willing to spend their time and energy to kind of crusade and, and get something to happen. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big difference for this one. Exactly. Exactly. And we're seeing the people that were directly affected by this actually speaking out. These 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 motherfuckers know how to use social media for the right purpose as well. And I'm happy to see them going to these meetings, going to protest, going and doing what they can and making their voices heard in order to make sure that nobody else goes through the same things that they went through recently. And that means a lot. I'm telling you, like the the political climate right now, it's instilled a sense of solidarity in a lot of people, you know, because there's a sense like if you aren't going to do it, then we're going to do what we can to make sure it doesn't happen again. Uh, and speaking of which, Kroger stopped selling guns. Uh fucking dicks stop selling guns automatic what fucking um walgreens stop selling like all of these stores just (laughs) just hopped up and was like you know what if congress isn't gonna fix these things we're gonna make it so well i I think it's um, yeah i don't want to be too jaded about it but it is a business decision if you know that public opinion is is a certain way yes um it it makes sense to get ahead of it and do something before it starts affecting your bottom line, right? Exactly. Yes. That does make sense. That does. But make I sense. think it's kind of a matter of time at this point. Cause you can only do like the fuck these kids argument. Cause that's what they're doing right now. Yes. Kids are getting death threats and whatever else. And, um, you know, you have pundits on the radio telling these kids to shut up because they don't know shit. Yeah. And it's kind of hard. It's, yeah. it's kind of hard argument to make. It is. And that shit is super duper rough. And it's a shame that actual politicians have gone out of their way to discredit these children after the things that they've actually gone through. I had a burp coming on for a little bit. That's why I sounded weird just now, but I got the shit out of me. So after that, I do want to say that is, do you want to get into what you've been up to in the meantime or not? Or it hasn't been, not been much. You know, I forget, like I'll do something interesting and it won't be that interesting to me. Cause I'm me. <laughs> and then, you know, I don't just have that shit. It's got to come up, you know, in conversation be like, Oh yeah, I did a, yeah. bring a T-Rex to life and write it. <laughs> I did do Coke off the back of a turtle. No, nobody cares about us personally. We're just, we're just guys. We're just voices. Don't nobody give a fuck about us. All right, cool. So what's going to happen is y'all motherfuckers and had ample time to watch the movie we did record some of our feedback about the movie previously, but here we are, and we didn't really have any spoilers in the last time we had we a discussion about after this. the fact, after we said everything, we didn't really give anything away. Exactly. Now we're going to talk about the movie, and we're about to spoil the fuck. Maybe, because, I mean, we weren't even trying to not spoil it, and we didn't spoil it last Exactly. In the last episode, so. I'm gonna try. I might fail, because I'm not gonna say anything super duper crazy. But Black Panther... Has made almost a billion dollars and it hasn't even gone into it hasn't been released in China yet is what they said or something like that. that that's just is that in the US? I, I got to look at the figures. I'm sorry, but we're at almost not we're I ain't getting the money, but almost at a billion right now. And I think it's the most, if not one of the most successful Marvel movies that have come out. Uh, I want to say it was because of the way it was marketed. It came out in February, which is Black History Month. Black is in the name of the movie. Is that a coincidence? (laughs) I don't think so. You know, and it was just very, very well done with a very great cast, with a very, very great director, Ryan Coogler. He he set that shit up. 
so it was really really cool to see everything come to fruition like that um uh, i went and i saw it only once so far but i am going to see it again so i can probably pick up on certain subtleties that i missed during my first uh playthrough because i might have missed things i was distracted by the action and everything that was going on but i enjoyed it man how many times you see it just once you know it is a it's a very it's a it's a good movie it's an important movie it is a superhero movie it is so it kind of comes down a notch it's still uh, a superhero movie it has to appeal to a lot of people but i think it does probably the best job at doing that than than any of the others exactly now because it's a superhero movie there's a lot of people saying that we shouldn't look in between the lines too much it's only a marvel movie no whoever's but, saying that is stupid because yeah. plot wise it's right there it's right there in your face and also let's consider the fact that it was directed by ryan coogler who also did Fruitvale Station a little bit, you know what I'm saying? So I figured he would try to work some sort of either symbolism or what was going on into the flick. Um, for those of you that may not know, for whatever reason, you probably should have seen the movie by now, like you, you're playing yourself if you haven't. But uh, Killmonger's character, who was played by Michael B. Jordan. In the um, sexiest role yet. Yeah, he was, a sw- I don't know, because I saw Creed and he was he was cut swole in Creed. This he was like bulky swole. In no, this. I mean I think the scars were hot. The scars were attractive. Uh, yes. His outfits were pretty cool. His I want, hair. I want the hair. His glasses. I'm, I'm gonna get some circular rim glasses. I might look stupid as I'm gonna look like a Harry Potter, well, like a Hogwarts. Before you buy them. Of course I should, you know, but I don't know. Well, but you're primed for the black Harry Potter cosplay. Uh, essentially, essentially. So <laughs> they, they only <laughs> they only had one black kid in a damn near in that school, and he grew up to be an attractive ass dude. He was on How to Get Away with Murder, the British dude. If you look him up, you'll see him. I forgot his name. I don't really know. His I just name. imagine you though, like going back to where you grew up dressed as harry potter no that would not work out and then some people ask Mm. you like hey what's up no you just say that wouldn't work out very well i can't make no sudden (laughs) movements (laughs) like this yeah that would that would that would be unfortunate wingardium leviosa it's leviosa but um (laughs) i need to sip this shit again hold on wait you want to sip this again (laughs) you you gonna sip your shit we gotta do it at the same time i'm not gonna get lit by myself though It gets easier to drink as you sip it. Mm-hmm. Kind of. It's the aftertaste. It's like a little bite in the back of your throat a little bit. But I think with this movie is, um, you know, the Marvel movies, you know, people are getting punched and stuff explodes. And it's, you know, it's fine. But I usually watch all of them once and they're fine and yes. whatever. This one I felt more invested in the... The undertones and the... the just the characters in general. I kind of yes. cared what was going to happen. And I cared about the you know the the world that they had put in front of me like okay cool so i have an idea right now i just came up with it at the moment um it might be hypnotic induced but what i want to do is pitch what i saw in the film and get your feedback and you can do the same for me if that if that sounds about right you you go right ahead all right here we go first thing i'm gonna say is that it was interesting to see killmonger's character as Essentially, even though he was half Wakandan, I just specified his ethnicity, I suppose. But he grew up in Oakland, California. So his upbringing was a little like way different than those that were in and actually from Wakanda, like directly. Do you I feel like that might 
be related to African-Americans and Africans, like people directly from a little bit. Like there was a parallel there that I saw and it was super duper interesting to me to actually see that because the way he I saw where he was coming from. But at the same time, he didn't have uh, any roots in their culture and what was going on over there. He was essentially an outsider trying to find his roots, but he went about it in a way that wasn't really right. So it's, even good. though he had his points, it's easy to see why as an outsider, he didn't get all the nuances of why they were the way that they were. Yes. So it's easy for him to come in there and say, well, you're doing everything wrong and I have the answer. Exactly. And there are cultural um, um, differences and he was kind of sort of fucking shit up. But that kind of spoke to me a little bit because as a person that was born in Chicago with obvious, I'm, like I'm black as hell, like ancestry and whatnot, speaking to someone that is more directly from, let's say, Nigeria or wherever else in Africa, it's that cultural gap right there because you want to relate on certain things sometimes, but there are super duper cultural differences. So it was interesting to see that, especially when he burned the heart, the like the herb. And it was like, you can't do that. Like, well, that's I mean, not what he was what doing we, that to be a dickhead. He was doing that to be a dickhead. And because he didn't understand the cultural implications, I assume, because she tried to tell him, like, nah, wait, you the king and all, but you that's not how we do well, stuff. He didn't want the He like he's like, no, I'm the king. And he doesn't want to think about anybody right. else after him. Exactly. Like, whereas if it were somebody like M'Baku or whatever else or someone that was actually from Wakanda, they more than likely would not have burned that shit because. If they was going to be on some shisty shit like that, they wouldn't have shown up to challenge him in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that I was like, hmm, that was really, really interesting to me. So I saw that parallel. What else? He was kind of just a ruthless. It was I, I was rooting for him. And at the same time, like they, it, it's a sympathetic like some of his points were, were valid. But I think his his plan to right the wrongs wasn't. He was like, all right, look, we're going to go to 79th and give all them niggas vibranium <laughs> weapons. I was like, bro, that's the last thing <laughs> you want to do. Right. I mean, you can't write the evils of colonialism with colonialism. With more colonialism. Yeah. Exactly. But there's also the, the, because you want to root for uh, T'Challa, but he was like, nah, man. He was like, I'm the, I'm the king of Wakanda, not Africa. I was like, I can't help them out. I don't know what you want me to do. That. But he learned, sorta, he learned something. Towards the end. He needed to go through that conflict in order to figure out what it was that he could do outside of Wakanda in order to make things right a little bit. And that was really cool. There was that scene after the car chase where he was about to murk a uh, uh, crazy white dude with the robot arm. Somebody give me a name. Robot arm, nigga. Uh, robot arm. Claw. claw. Yes, thank you. I was about to call him robot arm, nigga, for the rest of the episode. Like, but, <laughs> but um, when he was about to when he was about to murk him with them claws, um, and his general ran up and was like, "Yo, think about like the whole world is watching. Think about what you're doing before you actually do you it." You can't just murder somebody in the streets. Of nah, you can't. Yeah, but someone made the 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 comparison between that and being a person of color and how certain things that you do you have to carry yourself yeah, in you a certain have way to be the bigger person to understand that you're representing everybody even though that's unfair yes and that was very interesting to see and there's a bunch of hot takes and like like uh, takes from the movie that uh really resonated with if i were black bit. panther i would have scratched him but to the extent that a, a house cat would uh-huh. so like, ah, like, ah. or you could have like <laughs> or you could have like <laughs> 
<laughs> or you could have like pinched them with the vibranium claws on, on the weenus like the people mom used to do them when he was acting up in the grocery store mm-hmm. and he was like yeah you can't kill me in public you could have been like little nigga and he'd have been like ha ah. and, <laughs> and then you could have incarcerated him or whatever there were several ways to to get around not murking him in public like you could have like punched him in the back of the head while he was in the car on the way back to the proper authorities or something like that but Big big ups to uh T'Challa for not for not fucking him up while he was handcuffed. There were a lot of people dressing up for the release of the movie. Now I know in some of the episodes that we've dropped, we've made references to the movie wanting to go see it and potentially dressing up in dashikis or Converse weapons. I just say Converse weapons just because we didn't know people were actually gonna do that. I was I was fucking around, but there's a lot of people that showed up in straight up african garb some dudes were dressed up like coming to america characters like and that was pretty funny to see i thought i get how it can be taken as a negative or insulting or whatever but i think we have to remain grounded and understand that it's it's just a fanboyism and people are excited and it's like people dressing up as jedi and bringing yes. lightsabers and shit Yes. It all comes from a good place. So yes. Just leave it alone. Yes. Enjoy it for what it is. Understood. But my question, like, this is something that we didn't really get into, was now when Halloween rolls around and we see these ads saying, I am a culture, not a costume. And there's like a Mexican dude standing there uh, looking at like a group of white people with sombreros on. There might be an Indian lady standing there looking at a white lady with a dot on her forehead and dressed up in like certain garbs. Is it the same thing when people, when black people from here wear certain things? Like, I don't know if that's cultural appropriation. Well, if somebody's Mexican, but is third generation American, has never been to Mexico, is anybody going to give them shit? Mm. Wearing a, a traditional poncho or something? I don't think so. I don't think so. I like what you just did there. That's real. That's real. It's real interesting because some people would still argue that being an African-American is different from being an African. But I mean, it's a toss up. It's a toss up. I guess it depends on who you're talking to, actually. Yeah. Well, I think. Right. It's it's a whole. (laughs) It's a whole thing. Worms there. Uh, But I, I feel in general, it would be nice to be able to share stuff and and dress up as each other and appreciate things but yes we know that realistically that that isn't always coming from a good place yes yes you know course. that those white people who dress up with the sombreros or in the blackface whatever yes they don't have no minority friends they mm. don't know shit about anything exactly and they probably kind of hate minorities a little bit Just like little not bit. even in a like a cognizant way, you know? Yes. But a, a lot of prejudice is just ingrained in people and it's not necessarily a malicious thing, but it's just there because people don't know better. Exactly. So I think if we get to a place in society where, where we're elevated to the point where people understand each other and appreciate each other way, way more than they do now, yes. maybe that can be something that's more accepted. Yes. But right now, no. Yeah, no, not right now. But I feel if like, you're dressing as somebody from literally from the movie, like just it's a fucking movie, leave it alone. Yeah, exactly, and that makes perfect sense, man. I think I think everyone has their hill that they're willing to die on. You know what I'm saying? Because of course there are people that actually wear these things that might be indifferent about it, and then there's people who do not, and they feel a certain way. And there's people who have 
who have made references like, you know, black people only want to be down with the African culture when it's convenient. And back in grade school, they call me an African booty scratcher or, or some shit like that. And I'm like, I understand. I, I understand where you're coming from because, you know, but then again, people in grade school are going to be less cultured. What the fuck are we taught about Africa growing up at all in, in grammar school, high school? Unless you take a specific class in college, yes. what are you learning about the continent of Africa, let alone any sort of individual countries up in Yes, there? yes. And it's, I think it, I think it's kind of crazy to fault a an entire, you know, group of people for what they don't know when they haven't really been given a choice. There are certain schools that don't even teach you about slavery or a lot of that stuff they'll skip straight over that shit you know what i'm saying well, let, so let's touch on that real quick because we just did get out of black history month we did and i I think we talked about it in one of the earlier podcasts but i noticed you know looking back on what i learned growing up is black history month we learn about the same three things every year martin luther king malcolm x maybe rosa parks um civil rights movements i mean that's kind of it yeah. So, you know, you can say that, hey, you know, black people in general kind of got to try to meet halfway. But the reality is the, the education system is kind of failing. us. It's failing us a lot. You know what I'm saying? We have a very, you know, ethnocentric. Yes. Yes. Because uh, I think the educate I'm a, I'm I'm. I'm sitting here drinking uh, Incredible Hulks and I'm running the risk of sounding hotepish a little bit. But the. The they don't really have any incentive to teach uh that even though it, it kind of made the country what it is, I can see people having a problem with teaching the actual truth about American history and the actual truth about what it was that made the country what it is. There's still like there's only a select few schools that have stopped teaching about Christopher Columbus finding whatever and whatnot. You know, there's still things that we're working on in order to, like, rectify the damage that has been done. So it's kind of a long shot to expect more. I wonder if they teach they teach the right things in private school. Do they do that? Well, I think honestly, I think it's a big problem in this country. You know, you look at the the parallel that I draw is you look at Germany and they are very like, hey, the Holocaust happened. World War Two happened. Like we did this shit. We are sorry. And we're never going to forget. And. When you come to America, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, slavery kind of happened, but, you know, maybe it wasn't quite, you know, we we cannot move forward and heal until we really, really go back and address and accept the things that we've done. Because, you know, no, no country is innocent, no demographic is innocent, but specifically in, in modern America. We can't heal from slavery, segregation, any of this shit until we sit down and say, like, yes, it happened. Yes, it was very bad. Yes. Yes, certain people benefited from it a great deal. Yes. Okay, now, like, let's let's figure it out. Yes. But you have, you know, a third or however much of the country doesn't even want to go there. They don't. They don't. And this is something I've actually spoke on before, but there was an individual that I spoke to probably a while ago it was like a year or so ago and this one on one of the episodes and she's a little bit older than me a white lady and we had a conversation and it came up that she did not know who Emmett Till was and we discussed this like but why would you want to know that if it doesn't really 
a f- like you know what I'm saying? There was no incentive for right. it to be taught. Essentially, you know, there are certain people that have just not gone over that. Where it be the the parental units, whether it be public schools, you know what I'm saying? So they made it all the way into the age that they are now without having learned these things, and it, it's very interesting to see how that actually ended up. Happening. I kind of get it, even though it's wrong. You know, yes. from the perspective of somebody who, let's say, yeah. purely Caucasian, you can say, well, this was bad, but we're over it. But no, we're not over it because you kind of have to really yeah. understand how awful it was. You got to let this shit marinate. Oh, and I burst that bubble. I burst that bubble. <laughs> yeah, I was there. I was sitting down. They were like, wait, who is this? What happened? And I was like, hoo hoo. Here we go. I mean, that story fucks with me every time. Like every the time. Fact, like this is real life, man. Every like, time. This is it, not a movie. And the last time we talked about this, this was prior to the lady who got Emmett Till killed in the first place, admitting on her deathbed that she made the scenario up and kind of just went with the situation because she felt a pressure to hold up the story on her end. And it was just like, wow. So those of us who do know, the story is Emmett Till's from the north chicago he's visiting people in the south mississippi he, was it or arkansas i, I can't remember. recall i'm sorry so supposedly he whistles at a white woman what that night or the next night yes essentially kidnapped yes beaten dragged all sorts of shit yes they find his body it's almost unrecognizable yes nobody goes to jail yes and on this lady's deathbed he didn't even whistle at me. Yeah, she admitted. She was like, that really didn't happen. And <laughs> I've come across people. It's like, yeah, she held on to that for this. And like, like, oh, my God, that must be. Like, yeah. Imagine <laughs> how she felt holding on to that for that long. I'm like, I don't give a fuck how that bitch feel. Man. So um, as much as I hate when people point out segues, I want to take what we were talking about with the Black Panther garb and talk about something that was in the news recently. Do it. Um, so I'm ready. We all know who let me sip this, right? The most famous drag queen of all time. Yes, I'm gonna sip this. I used to think RuPaul was a lady when I was a kid because I didn't, it didn't make sense. Like, you know, I I get it, you know, especially I was raised differently, but I understand why when he was in drag, I'd be like, oh, that's a tall ass lady, mom. And she'd be like, okay, baby, go eat you, go eat you, (laughs) you know, much uh, thanks to my mother for having me watch Too Wong Fu when I was very progressive lady, your mom, years old or whatever it was. Very good lady. Uh, Shouts out to Reggie's mom, y'all. So he's uh, he's coming under fire because he's being seen as anti-trans for a statement he made. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll read it to you guys. I kind of... Read it. Just read it first. Read it before you, get, before <laughs> okay. you say whatever. And I'm going to so, let you know how I feel. He said, drag loses its sense of danger and its sense of irony once it's not men doing it. Because at its core, it's a social statement and a big F you to male-dominated culture. So for men to do it, it's really punk rock because it's a real rejection of masculinity. Okay. So basically what he's talking about is having a contestant on his show who's trans, trans? like yes. completely transitioned. Completely transitioned. And they already had somebody on the show who was mid-transformation. I don't believe they had All right. yet. And yes. So uh, you can go first. You can have your take So on. is it possible for a... I, I'm not really well versed in the culture, but is it possible for a woman to do drag? Is it drag if a woman does it? So interestingly enough, so I was talking to my friend about this. Today, yeah. And she showed me a video uh-huh. where uh, it's uh, broadly, if you look on YouTube, and it's about this emergence of the female drag scene. And they talk about how they feel like it's okay for women to do drag and there's space for them. 
and they don't understand why they're not accepted in the community. Oh. Now, for me personally, yeah, I feel like if you're a woman who wants to do drag, that's that's fine. You can do whatever you want. But I think it's a little ridiculous to feel that men should accept you in that space. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it is something that was created by them for a certain purpose. Yes. And then you're kind of suddenly saying, well, I want to be a part of this. It's mine, too. Uh-huh. And I, I feel like we're we're in a weird place socially where we want to be all inclusive, but we also kind yes. of want to have our own stuff. Yes. And I feel like it's okay for people to want to have their own stuff. Yes. This, this to me, isn't the same as a white guy saying, why isn't there White History Month? It's totally different. Uh-huh. You know, if you have a minority or a marginalized group and they have a thing that they've created and nurtured yes. and, and suffered for it to be at the state that it is now, yes. to get it to the point where you can have it on a TV show that's been running for 10 years or whatever it is, yes, and then to have people jump on because they think it's like a, a cute, fun thing, you know, sure, they can do that, but I don't think that you can expect people to, to welcome you with open arms. My thing is like objective because sometimes like the first thing I do when I look at a situation is try to approach it as objectively as possible. And then I insert like questions, especially when I'm unfamiliar with it. Now, the definition of drag from what I'm aware of is um, men mostly dressing up in female garments, you know, wigs and makeup and so on and so forth. Now. Is the, does the concept change when it's a woman dressing up like that? Like it, it's it's, you know what I'm saying. It's just different. Is all that I'm saying. I mean, it's you really... are as a woman, you are still taking it to eleven. Or yeah, you're you're definitely like yeah. But with I the feel like the stuff. same spirit isn't there. Yes. And, and and hey, I'm open to having my mind changed. If you're no exactly a woman yeah. Or if you're trans and you disagree with me, yes. Jump in my DMs or I would, whatever. I would I'm, love. I'd, I'd love to have a discussion about it. But at, yeah. at face value, you know, hearing about this one or two days ago, watching the video that I saw today. Yes. I don't necessarily understand how it makes sense for someone who is transitioning and identifies as a woman to, to be like, well, I want to be the, the, the world's top drag queen when it's yeah. something for gay men who are identified mm-hmm. as men exactly so i will see i will see if do you think that would be be less flack if um straight men wanted to do drag do you think rupaul would have been like absolutely not this is for gay men only um you know i don't i, I can't speak from obviously yeah that's I, true I yeah to, to me that's that's a big deal a, a straight man who wants to do drag and and if we're being honest here straight men do drag they I'm just do don't it. understand that they're doing drag martin lawrence Dave Chappelle almost <laughs> got got uh, Joanna Man. Uh, let me see. Well, I mean, you look at some of these like college parties and shit. Like, yeah, some of these bros who are like, "I'm fucking straight, bro. I don't care." Dressing up as women, yeah, that ass up, stuffing them bras. Shit, dude, Vine and in a lot of videos that we see, like the who's that dude with the horrible red lipstick and the blue wig that we usually see. He makes like videos, almost say funny videos, but that's subjective. But they're usually dressing up. Has anybody? like jumped on them for doing i mean well i know the black community has jumped on niggas for doing that shit because they're like you can be funny without dressing up like a woman in right, order right. to make fun of black I, I women. totally get that angle yes. as far as making fun but i would yes. say if there were straight men who wanted to explore or participate in drag i would assume that the community would be more open to them because I, it, again like going back to what rupaul said is it's kind of yeah. like a big f you to masculinity and yes. the roles that were thrust in yes now 
like I'm saying, I'm not against anybody. No, no, no. Yeah. So let's say that you are. And I think at least in the video that I watched, at least one of the women were yeah. were identified as, as homosexual. Uh-huh. Uh, so for let's say that you wanted to have a, an all female drag show like that's fine. You can do your thing. And if you find men who want to include you in the drag show, that's fine. But I don't think it's fair for you to thrust upon somebody else and and something that they created and be like, accept yes. me immediately right away okay. because I I want to do this all of a sudden. Okay, got you. Okay, that makes sense. While we're on, you know, I I want to my the way I'm going to end that is saying that I would do drag, but the idea of making an attempt to walk in heels it's uncomfortable. scares me. I've dressed as a woman before. It's, it, I, I, did you have heels that fit? <clears throat> I ended up changing into sneakers. You so what? You did what? There was. Were they wedges? So here's here's it's. I need I, guess, I need I need I, I need. Long story. No 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 no. Yeah, give me everything. I so need to know this right like now. I was like one of those. Kind of, I was kind of a shithead a little bit in high school. So they had some sort of dress up day at our high school because at the time we had a dress code. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna come dressed as a woman. Fuck it. And my mom was very excited about it. And <laughs> she helped me do my makeup and she Aww. gave me some shoes at the time. I think we wore the same size shoe. Uh, and I just, I just, it was so uncomfortable. And I, I have such an appreciation for women who are able to go all out on a daily or every weekend. Yeah. So I ended up looking so awful because I wouldn't shave my beard, <laughs> even though I had a ratty beard at the time. <laughs> I ended up wearing dirty sneakers because I couldn't handle the heels because, you know, I had to take the train and everything. I went to school downtown. So you was on a train in it? Yes. So I had. How'd that go? I can't remember if I wore a wig or not. Nobody bothered me on the train. That's because we used to seeing shit on the train, man. And then I got to school and uh, I mean, like the, the even the feeling of lipstick. Uh, I, it's nasty. It's nasty. It's like waxy. I've the. Let me see. I've had people put mascara on me because they felt like it would make my eyelashes pop. And that felt weird because it makes your eyelids feel all heavy. Yeah. That's weird. Lipstick feels like you melted a candle and you let the wax get liquefied and cool enough to stick your (laughs) lips in. And then you took it out and it just feels nasty. I'm not down with that. Maybe expensive makeup is less intrusive feeling. Yeah. And it's probably better for you, I would assume. I can't, yeah. That's why it costs so much. It was bad. I I hated it. Coming up, me coming up, especially um, at the point where before my mother and father were like married and whatnot, I was a kid. And my mom, she was a little jazzy lady. She would have like uh, tall leather boots and whatnot and all of these things. And this was at a time where my mother and I stayed with my grandmother. And I was an only child at that point. So I would put my mom's like high heeled leather boots on saying my mom's high heeled leather boots. I don't know what she was up to back then, but Wait, whatever. So what what age were you when you were as tall or taller than your mother? I um, curious. I got taller than my mother at the age of, I want to say, 11 or 12. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I shot up pretty quickly, dude. So um, but yeah, I was younger than that when I, when I put that, when, when I put those on, I was in the single digits. I want to say six, seven or eight. And, um, I recall my mom, not, she just laughed cause I was trying to, I was like wobbling around in like high heel boots and whatnot. And they were like up to the knee damn near. So they was way past, like up to my hip. And I was like, Hey mom, look at this. She's laughing. And my grandmother came in. I was like, what the hell? Take that shit off. And she, she just made me get out of my stuff. Cause my, 
my grandmother is older and a grandma and a little bit homophobic. I, I'm doing what I can. I'm working on her, everybody. But it's kind of hard to get old black people to not say and do things that are offensive. To yeah, my people. dad, for instance, was very afraid of me being gay. Oh, really? Because I, I grew up, I really liked cats and shit. And <laughs> you still I like wasn't, cats. I wasn't exceptionally athletic. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, but this is going back to when I was like six. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean... My dad tried to, he tried to come in and like fix certain things. He was like, come on, man, learn how to, don't you want to learn how to shoot the basketball? Hey, <laughs> he's like, come, I'm, I'm working on this car. Come over here and watch me how to work this car. I'm like, nigga, I'm eight years old. What the fuck I look like trying to watch you work on this motherfucking car? And to this day, I take the train. I don't drive. But so. it's, it's funny because you hear, I mean, I've, I've heard, heard things, you know, second, third hand where, and it sounds so desperate where the dad is like, you know, I'm not sure about my son. Like, is there a video game you could recommend for him or something? Like, you know, like shoot, punch somebody. Any fucking face. give you leisure suit Larry or some <laughs> shit and fuck your whole childhood up because you I see mean, nipple on the screen. Like, what? Uh huh. People are going to be who they're going to be, man. Yes, and you're exactly. Just make it worse I, trying to force some. I remember when I got into his porno mags and he was just like, oh, no, nah, those, like, no, nah, don't look at that. In secret, he's like, just take it downstairs. I'm like, bro. I, I'm, I was too young. I wasn't even going to beat off to it. I was just looking because this is these were these weren't like playboys. These were like blacktail and in blacktail, they be busting it wide open yeah. and holding it wide open. Cause there's a, So, yeah, there's a big difference between like playboy uh-huh. and say hustler or blacktail or some shit like that. Yes. Playboy, they're like smiling with their finger in their mouth. Like, nah, those other motherfuckers be literally holding, holding it, it open. open. And I was staring all the way in it, too. Like, wait, what am I looking at? Because, you know, you all know what a clitoris is at that age. I'm like, what is that? What's this right here? And I asked my dad, because they zoom in on it. They zoom yeah. in on it. Like so we had a head start on where the coochie hole oh, was. We, because I know. you know what? Growing up, a lot of people thought it was just on the front, like a belly button. They did. And a lot of dudes thought that women peed out their butts when I was a kid. But me, I knew better because I was on that shit. So (laughs) (laughs) let me sip this shit again. Hold on. This shit got got (laughs) us. No, I think it's kind of working already. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good. This is probably one of the smoothest and uh, most ridiculous episodes we're going to drop. But I'm, I'm here for it. So we spoke on inclusiveness a little bit. We spoke on Black Panther a little bit, but there's also this thing that I wanted to bring up to you. You ready for this? Okay. He he was sipping on this bullshit. All right. So there's Amanda Sandberg. You know who that is? I think her last name is Sandberg. Amanda Sandberg. Amanda La. Yeah. Like it's Amanda-la? like Amanda. It's like Amanda with a Stenberg. I'm sorry. I said Sandberg. I was thinking of. All right. What's she do? She's an actress. I think she was. Um. The little black girl that got scoped in the first uh, Hunger Games movie. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they scoped a little black ass. So, um, wait, wait, the, 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 I think that was her. Yeah. Well, uh, really quick, do you motherfuckers know that uh, people were what was her name? Prim, pre, Prim. Yeah, I think Prim, some shit like people that. People yeah. were mad because they read the book the wrong way and thought she was white. There was a big thing that came out when that movie came out. Are you serious? And they're like. Prim is black. Like I, I picture her as a little innocent white girl, and that shit was crazy. But Damn, anyway, these so niggas she's grown up this. now. Yeah, she's grown up now. So Amanda uh, Stenberg, and headline when she she uh, this is one of those situations where you know what I'm gonna hold my opinion until after I read this. Amanda Stenberg passed on Black Panther to make way for darker skinned actors. Come on, dude. 
I recognize 100% that there are spaces that I should not take up, the biracial actress said. She put a lot of thought into not entering the Marvel Cinematic Universe or uh, auditioning for a part because she wanted darker complected actors and actresses to have more shine. I hope she's full of shit. Um, <laughs> I hope she was misquoted. I hope this was like... Um, no, I, hope she, I hope she's just... Trolling? I hope she didn't get the part and that she's full of shit because... That is one of the silliest things. That's ever. that. If, if that's true, that's that's uh that's a uh, that's kind of narcissistic. Not no, not narcissistic. It's kind of. I don't know. I don't know which word if to use. Look, if you if you got the woke mind or whatever you want to call it, yeah, and you have a position to get into some shit and and change it internally. You got to take that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm white passing. Am I gonna pass barely? Up? Pass up on some. I shit thought she was Puerto Rican, bro. Some sh- well, Honestly, when I first, yeah, whatever. I was like, he Puerto Rican as hell. Wepa. I guess point being, am I gonna be like, well, I don't, I don't know if I should do this or that because you know I look like this, even though my brain, I can do this or that with the opportunity given. I mean, it's silly. Uh-huh. It's, it's. I don't know why you I w- would do that and then say that you did that because she's not getting any points from me. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, on one end, it could be her saying that, you know, I, I believe in my abilities as as an actress so much that I know for sure I would have gotten Has a she part. Done anything since Hunger Games? Um, as an adult, oh, I gotta check her filmography on Wikipedia because I really don't know. I, I'm not sure what's been going on. She's she came out as bi and she's done things for. Uh, I think the community and so what that's you can't what I'm for saying. that. Yeah. You got all this shit going for you. You got your mind rolling, ready to change some shit, and you're gonna turn down an opportunity to work on a Marvel film where yeah, you can it's like, what? get some recognition, change some things internally. That's real interesting. I don't know. Why it feels kind of selfish. Maybe that's the word I was looking for earlier. Where isn't the situation is not about you at all, and you somehow kind of sort of made it about you a little bit, you know? And it's it's difficult. I do need to read the entire article before i pass entire judgment on it but it just seems like something kind of this could be clickbait for all i know but i mean um, like legit there is an issue where they're like oh well we did cast some mexicans and they look white as fuck they're like the most spanish ass mexicans ever yeah same with black people they put some light like i mean yeah Halle berry with her light skin isn't she technically mixed and her nose job she's yeah all these roles yeah she's mixed and she gotta let that wig go bro yeah, see, dog, she got to let that shit go. She too much money to have these wacky She, she wigs, should be ashamed dude. of her fucking self, to be honest with you, man. Like, uh, something's got to give at this point. Like, we need to start a petition to get that shit up off her head, man. You're getting too much guap out here. I've seen Swordfish. I've seen the titty scene. Your hair was looking nice back then, but now it's just getting to a point where... remember they gave her a bunch of money just through that dumbass scene that made no difference to the movie? Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I did see some titties, but it didn't add or take anything away from it. I mean, hey, it. they paid for it, not me. Yeah, But exactly. it's funny because they're like, we gotta get Halle Berry. We gotta get Halle Berry titties in there. And you had Wolverine in the movie, and that was just like that whole hit. He got hit while he was trying to hack something. Scene. I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going?" <laughs> right, like, he had to prove f- he was the best hacker by hacking into some shit while getting hard. topped off. I was like, "Bro, like, honestly, oh, oh. I, my penis would have been super soft." I know, right? Because he had a gun to his head. He was like, "If you don't hack this and while getting topped off, looking. yeah." I was like, "Bro, my pee pee soft. Like, I'm not going. It would have been easy. It probably would. I would have hacked it mad quick, and he would have been impressed, and I'd have been like, damn, she doing that uh that she, duck noise.' She that doing, doing she doing that swirl. Auntie Angel, she grapefruit in your ass. She grapefruit. Hey, them demon noises, yo." <laughs> Yo, nobody need that shit. Alright, cool. So that's what's up. Um before we tap out, I no, do we not we, I got I got two more things. Don't drop that, drop that, drop okay, that. Okay, so in the last episode we talked about Monique. According to Twitter, uh oh everybody disagrees with me. 
Yeah, um, we did talk about that. We did talk about that a little bit. So, in a, an older episode, we yes. talked about boycotting her wanting people we talked about tracy ellis ross tracy ellis ross yes wanting more money for blackish and we agreed with her yes and then this is when the monique story first broke and we agree with her because we didn't know everything yet yes and i'm not sure how delancey feels but i can let you know knowing what i know now after i sip this continue yes there's racial discrimination Mm -hmm. there's discrimination based on sex Mm mm-hmm her being lowballed may have something to do with that, but it is not all of it. Mm-hmm. No. My not. issue with Monique is you come out of the blue talking about you want to do a stand-up comedy special. When was the last time you did a stand-up special? Nobody under the age of I don't know what knows you for stand-up. Yes. Um, You know, why are you expecting a lot of money? Why are you expecting yeah. Dave Chappelle, yeah. Chris Rock money when you haven't been out here? In her defense, Amy Schumer ain't shit. So I guess Amy Schumer ain't shit is not funny to either one of us. Nobody. She was touring, selling shit out, and she had a hit movie. Yes, that is true. That is true. At that time, able to command that money. And in retrospect, Netflix is probably mad that they gave her that money. They should be. I don't know who. So now, look, five hundred thousand dollars is an extreme low ball. That is should not have started that low. That is all fairness to Monique, but all fairness to Netflix. Maybe that's not the right way to do business. No, it's not. You should have started. I'm sure you could have that. given a counter offer and got you a little one or two million, or put together a tour, sold out some places, proved that you still got it when it comes to the stage and not the movies. Exactly. You could have got your payday. So now she's never gonna work with Netflix again. And yeah. Now she's complaining that she's blackballed after yes. being a pain in the ass to people, mm-hmm. and now she expects us to boycott everybody because this is a a black issue suddenly i see what you mean i see what you mean that's just why i'm not feeling it yeah i see what you mean and uh, one argument that we actually raised was will smith he had bright but before that i haven't seen him in that much i actually saw him in that movie with his son where they was like alien hunting ass niggas wearing tight that shit was terrible that movie was horrible and why did they have that weird ass accent it was bad bro it was horrible and they was like walking real slow like goku in ultra instinct mode or some shit like that <laughs> while stuff was going dragon up ball super, that <laughs> i heard bullshit. dragon ball super dragon nigga ball super, dude. that shit was yeah i know it's pretty bad but yeah that movie was buns and i saw it in theater and i still want my money back but Will Smith is out here uploading videos to Instagram. He has started a YouTube channel and he's gotten to a point now where people are paying enough attention to his things where he could hit Netflix up like, hey, how about we do an original series starring my family? Right. So Will Smith has a track record, even though show business is what have you done for me lately? Right. So he can only rely on that so much. So what he did after having a couple of flots and I know Delancey agrees with me, but Bright was kind of whack. Woo. Hmm. Ah, don't do this. Ah, <laughs> I, I, I liked it, but there were just certain points where I was like, what it was the a fuck? movie that it was technically a movie that you can sit there and watch and things happened outside of that. I mean, it, 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 it was good. I play because I'm going to get to play these Dungeons and Dragons. You know what I'm saying? So the fantasy elements in it were really, really exciting to me, but he turned around and he dumped the whole clip on cops and stuff. That was really cool. But towards the end, it just got a little bit weird. Like it was a scene we where can, the elves was crying and next, wa- next episode, if we want to have a bright debate, we can do that. We can do it. He said, Hey man, what am I supposed to do with this <laughs> wand, man? Oh, Oh, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, yeah, bright was, it was interesting. I, I watched it two or three times, but I could shut up. Shut so up, shut I up. guess. So I think 
you know, what Will Smith is doing and, and other people are, are doing it, but he's one of the most recent people. He's yeah. an example of what you can do. Take what you've already built and the fan base you already have. And if you're not getting what you want from anybody else or you want to do things in your own term, it, it's there right in front of you to take it. And Monique, instead of building up, you know, dude, if she started a YouTube channel, that she would have a million followers in the first day. She does she, have a demographic that would pay attention to the right, things so she's doing. So she could be doing her YouTube or Instagram. She could be creating buzz for herself. Yes. But for some reason, she decided to pop up out of the blue talking about she wants. I mean, I don't know what she was asking. And for. she went on. It's she's going on a tour now. Right. To tell people why they shouldn't be laughing at her situation or her plight and she's getting in people's ass. Right, she got donkey it. the day and took that shit real she personal t- she dude. did take that shit and it's like personal. you're a fucking comedian and you've yeah. got how many people out and yeah. you're mad that charlamagne called you donkey the day exactly. and it upset me because i think charlamagne is full of shit a lot of the time yeah he is his book was some bullshit i didn't read black, that shit black privilege his book, his, mm-hmm. look, his first of all his book is called black privilege i'm not gonna touch and that and he was on some he was on some podcast talking about well, like, well, black people get this and this, and he's not entirely off base. But come on, dude, like, let's be real. Anyway, we don't even need to get into the weeds on this. I can jump real high. Is that black black privilege? I can reach stuff. Fast twitch muscle fiber. I'm six three. I can. I can um, do this. Thank you. Like. I can do this. <laughs> I can whip and nay nay with the best of them. You know, you know I what mean, I'm saying. White people have to do the chicken dance. If, if, so if one of you my privilege, if one of you motherfuckers hit me up talking about affirmative action, I'm gonna block you. So don't don't do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna let that be known. Now we joking right now, but I can get real serious. No, yeah, you will be blocked talking. I will about block. I will block the shit out of you. Don't uh, do it to yourself. But yeah, man, come on, Monique, don't do it. Don't yeah. don't make it about this and it's me versus you and it's totally a race issue and a sex issue. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's a it's a personal issue. You know what I'm saying? But it's saying, I understand uh, what she's coming girl from. Haddish, you know, if she if she's like, well, if I took how much money, how much would Haddish get? And it's like she's gonna get paid. Yeah. Regardless of what you do, Monique. Yeah. It's, a, it's somewhat of a changing of the guard. And if you want to stay relevant, maybe you shouldn't be relying on Netflix to throw you a bone. No, exactly. If Netflix ain't shit, then prove that they ain't shit. If if Monique is a legend, as, as you're claiming, then prove you're a legend. Exactly. Go oh, out here, do a tour. I like that. Do an Instagram, do a do a YouTube. And I'm rooting for her because she yeah. was important to women the culture. in comedy and yes. for women of color in comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, I want her to do well. But, like, so do I. don't come out here with this bullshit, man. I'm not. She's one of the few I can name from the Queens of Comedy stand-up special. And that's a big deal that she, she did that and put that together. Yes, exactly. Do a part two, man. Like. Yeah. With Tiffany had a shit. Fuck it. Get yeah, your guap. Man. Get your guap. Do what you got to do. I also, um, while we're on the topic of movies and whatnot, have you seen the Oscars? I want to touch on that a little bit. I didn't I, see the Oscars. I didn't watch them. I didn't them. see most of the movies. I, I, I feel like I watch them. a lot of movies, but somehow I didn't see most of those Oscar movies. Well, get I think Get Out won Best Screen. Right, screenplay. Yeah. So that was really awesome to see. Yeah. To be fair, it was a long shot for them to win Best Picture. It's a genre film. Yeah. As much as we enjoyed it. Actually, I I read an interesting article because, you know, the Academy is trying to be more diverse. They're getting younger people. They're getting women. They're getting people of color. And those people kind of let some shit slip. And they said, hey, you know, um, these older people aren't watching all these movies. So they were saying that specifically a lot of the people on the panel had not seen Get Out and Boom. had not planned on watching Boom. It. That's why I didn't watch. Like, it, I feel stupid watching the Oscars knowing that the people that make some of these choices or influence these choices aren't paying attention to the movies that, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, it feels like ass backwards. It's like, I mean, okay. You kind of you- know what's going to, you know, I got to be about 12 or 14 and I was just right. not about it, you know? like Right. You got 
Leonardo DiCaprio getting mauled by a bear, and you telling me get out like like he got he got butt fucked by that bear for how long? Well, that was I think that was last year. That was last year, yeah. But, but you know, but, art is not a competition in my opinion. It's not, and that's the conversation we had with uh Chrissy when Chrissy was here. Didn't she bring up how? No, it was you and her who brought up how art is a platform for, of expression. Yeah, and you know to put things in a pl- like in. A comparative way and try to pick which one is better than the other kind of takes away from the act of creating these things in the first place because you don't really do it if you're doing it right you don't do it for recognition you do it because you need to express your thoughts or your viewpoints and whatnot and the way it's perceived you can't really control that but you know what i'm saying and i get recognizing excellence but it's like it's it's so i mean it's nonsense you look at yeah what was was that role that leonardo DiCaprio did was that the best role of his career i i would <sighs> say probably no but then they finally give him an Oscar because, you know, he'd been trying to win an Oscar for how many years now? And they go, okay, we'll give it to him now, I guess. I mean, it's it's whatever. Exactly. Shit. So yeah, fuck it. it is cool and it is important that Get Out won. Um, sure. I, I haven't seen Shape of Water yet, even though I want to see it. I haven't seen Lady Bird yet. I think I, see it. I think I'm a little tipsy. I just smacked the desk on accident. Yeah, no, these, I mean, we are one drink in. We are. Is, it's kind of hitting right now. It makes sense because we, we mixed... It's it's hypnotic as vodka, and we mixed it with cognac, and we put a lot in the glasses. So we kind of, I'm cool, I'm all right, man. I, got, Fuck it. I think one more topic. All right, go ahead and do that. It's cool. Um, so I'm gonna sip this one more time. I happened to watch this interview by accident, um, and it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Had to drink that. How'd you watch it on accident? How'd that happen? I think it was some YouTube autoplay shit. Okay, got you. But I was uh, Lil Xan. Oh, okay. Right, trash. Sorry. Garbage. Sorry, sorry, people who are Garbage. under 23. He's trash. What people might be realizing is if we ingest alcohol, because usually we're like, you know, if you like that, that's cool, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We can drink a little bit. And it's like Lil Xan, man, fuck that nigga. Garbage. Booty. So he was supposed to, they just kind of threw things at him and he rated him from zero or one to, it was either nine or 10, right? Mm-hmm. And they said, Tupac. Mm. He gave Tupac a two and said that Tupac's music is boring. And he said, I'm sorry, but it's boring. Now, uh, somebody who is a musician and a big fan of music, I could easily be like, well, fuck Lil Xan, be really upset. But I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I've said on multiple occasions that uh, one of the issues with music right now is you have people making music who are not fans of music who are not students of music yeah and i don't mean students in the sense that you have to go to college for music because i sure as hell didn't uh but i mean you know know who did what who paved the way for what you're doing now why is this style relevant is it because this person did it i mean like be a fan be mm-hmm. be knowledgeable like give a shit yeah exactly but uh we um, have a culture which, which kind of yeah. goes hand in hand with the internet age and the social media age where you know one hot soundcloud link or a fucking viral tweet can kind of kind of start your career off a little bit somewhere right exactly so i get it i'm not surprised i'm not entirely upset but what do you think about it i think um while you was talking i was making my second my second cocktail my second uh hulk i'm mesmerized by the greenness of it but i think that is a, that is actual factual. You are less inclined to do your research and your history. Not saying you have, because I'm not even an old head, but um, you have no reason to look into certain art forms and musics and stuff or pay uh, 
your dues, you know what I'm saying? Or respects to people that did it before you. If you think Tupac's music is boring, that's your opinion. I understand it. I'm not going to be super duper mad at you because you feel no incentive to actually look into it and figure out what his music was about. But I do want to disagree with you because Tupac said on a track, my fofo makes sure all your kids don't grow. And I don't know that many other people that were talking about shooting children back then. So that was not boring to me. He also said, don't one of you niggas got sickle cell or something fucking around with me. You'll catch a seizure or a heart attack. You better back the fuck up before you get smacked the fuck up. And there was not a single boring thing in that line. And he also on the same track, the track's name is hit him up for four minutes straight. He screamed into the microphone he he uh, you niggas laugh but our staff got guns on our motherfucking belts and he was like you know how it is when we drop records they felt he was like talking about blowing shit up and i'm like how is that boring you know what i'm saying so i don't think i don't think he did the research because if you actually look for certain things a lot of the stuff that he's he might be talking about nah his name is lozan so i doubt it but he's 21 <laughs> yeah and he's riding a wave of music that is not gonna be relevant yeah. in two years. He fucking with crackhead music. So right I'm now. not I'm not too upset about it. And nah. you know, to be fair, when you were twenty one, mm. were you really in tune with the music of the generation or gen- two generations before you? To an extent I get it. But the niggas was trash a little bit though. Like when I was twenty one, it depends on who it is. Like I will listen to certain certain dudes like uh was it MC who was it who made funky enough? I am not illiterate. No, not even a little bit. Nothing like an idiot. Get it? You want the record? Cool. I'm with it. It was just that they delivery and stuff like that was a little bit interesting. I listened to it by proxy, but I wasn't going back and intentionally listening to like Big Daddy Kane and stuff like that. I would right, hear my right, dad right, playing so it. And that's like, kind right. of what I'm getting at. But, but I didn't respect disrespect it, though. But you have people right now yes. who see that you can have one song on SoundCloud yes. and get a record deal. Yep. So that's what they're doing. They're not necessarily big fans of music yes Lil they just y- see that as an avenue to get something yes like Lil, Lil Yachty was a fluke we know that because uh dude came out with that video and um y'all know which one I'm talking about I forgot his name I mean it's funny it's entertaining and I I, I get it, it like some of these songs are good the bars are awful but the song's like yeah like you exactly are you kind of feeling it Somebody get to somebody get uh hey Hachi 69 the fuck up out of here man I'm <laughs> and, tired I'm sick of this and name. it's kind of cyclical look Bars are going to come back. I'm like, tired. It's going to be. Uh, so real quick, um, we had Lil Xan said, no more interviews. I love my fans to death, but I can't let these companies keep taking advantage of me and using me to further their shit. It's fucked. You fucked, uh, boy. He's, he's trying to do some. Uh, some what is that? Boy, Damage you, control. But you better get that that press while you can, man. You're about to be you about to phase out. Look, I just want to I just want to we towards the tail end of the episode. I just want to say we all need to collectively get together, show solidarity and work together with one another hand in hand to get uh, Tamagotchi 69 the fuck up out of here. Please. Can we all just agree to like get get him the fuck up out of here? Just release a new mixtape. I'm sick of this. I'm tired. I'm done. I hate it. I don't like it. He, do <laughs> he you know how many times? Do you know how many times he says "nigga" in the track? He looks bad. He's a pedophile. He is a pedophile. He have a high school education. No, I'm just I'm over it. And I'm mad. The you know what bothers me a lot about him is you look at his videos and there's a lot of motherfuckers in his. It's videos. a lot of black people in yeah, his video. Like, don't don't smack a nigga with a nigga. And I'm like, <laughs> and they be dancing. I'm like, bro, y'all just letting this shit slide right now. 
yeah, come on, man. We got to we got to do better as 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 a as as a family, as people in general. We got to get them the fuck up out of here, please. 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 Okay, let me um let me leave you with one thing that's going to upset you and you could just kind of rant on it. Uh-oh. What's up? So there's a tweet that came across my timeline. And I don't know if he's a movie critic or what cuz he's had a lot to say about uh black movies <laughs> specifically. Um, and I wish I would have screenshotted that so I could bring it up quickly. But uh, he tweeted during the Oscars, Get Out is a Saturday, Saturday Night Live sketch. You could do the whole thing in eight minutes. Is that, does he have a picture of like a dog or a yes, fish? Yes, and he's verified. Boom, there we go. He it's also said 12 Years a Slave sucked, which really quick, that movie was incredible. Uh, I have not cried during many movies. I was like a centimeter away from crying. Damn. 12 Years a Slave was an excellent, excellent movie. Have you seen it? I haven't because I know I'm going to get mad. Holy shit. And I'm going to want to punch somebody. No, you need to watch it. I'm scared. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'll check it out then. Yeah, but I don't know. It's something some of my slavery flicks. I'm just like, damn, I'm in this shit because it could have been you. But (laughs) that's another case of somebody with an animal Abby online, like not having accountability for the things that they're saying. I don't know what he's verified for. Uh, like I said, he has an opinion. I understand that. And, you know, it just so happens that his opinion is kind of sort of stupid. It's kind of wild because he's I think I've seen that guy. He's targeted several films. He targeted Get Out, 12 Years a Slave, um, anything you can think of with a black person in it. He's just been like, come on now. Seriously. Coincidentally. Yeah. Oh, hold on. I got the hypnotic right here. Hold up. I got you. I'm making another drink before I leave. All right, good. I got you. This way. Yeah, so I can talk like Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. Drip, 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 drip. I'm on my second one. This shit, this shit going down kind of easy. This is the first episode we uh, got a little toasty on. This was fun. I enjoyed this. I I'm not going to say we should do this more often because it's not good for yeah, you. But... We got to step it up. Next time we're going to do like mushrooms or something, right? My nigga, no. Whoa. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. No. Nah. I'm... Nah. Come on now. We, you can't go from Hennessy and Hypnotic to Mushrooms. Like, I, I know I understand trying to bridge the gap, but that's not that's not how you do it. All right, cool. So is there anything? This was fun. Um, is there anything you want to say before we wrap this up? We can uh, go ahead. Um, Get it right. Get it I tight. was thinking about doing this as a voiceover, but shout out to Paris. Yes, man, dude. I'm sorry about what happened. Paris is a really, really cool dude that we interviewed during our first uh, video session and he was in the last episode you should definitely check him out moby color we're gonna drop the website link and we ended up kicking it with him um after we did like the interview and after he sat in yeah, we went and to a black and brown babes event we went to another one it was a bunch of fun it was really really cool there was a hammock and monkey bars inside this person's apartment and we was all on top of them shits i didn't get on them because i'm a b-o-n which stands for big old nigga but um i was helping people get on to I, i'm scared to ask what that is what you is don't that? remember when the movie came out this is your doing what i do the movie came out the big friendly friendly giant oh the big fucking giant <laughs> the big fucking guy or the whatever. big fucking guy i did do that i was like hey the movie's called the big fucking guy and my friend who was very politically correct was like dude there's kids around man it's called <laughs> there's, it's called the big friendly giant i'm like nah man it's the big fucking guy come on now seriously look at the letters like you telling me it's not he a big fucking guy look at this he was mad as hell at me 
Shouts out to you, Liam. You you a good friend. So um, <laughs> so yeah, Paris was dope. We had um some technical difficulties. Lost our episode we did last week or whenever it was. Yes, yes. Also, shout out shout out to Leo for uh, making the attempt to record. He he sat there. He recorded the entire interview. It was really really cool of you to do that. We are going to make an attempt again. We're gonna see if we can post it straight to the website, but we're gonna make video so that you can see us drinking and being silly and the facial expressions that we make when we're doing these things because there's a lot that you guys sometimes miss yeah because we are busted crusted and rusted <laughs> busted opon when i think when i when i think of opon i think back to blacktail now nah, that was a pretty good tangent. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good tangent we went on so uh in the meantime in between time we appreciate you guys listening in again uh this is delance this is um what do you think? Reynaldo. Ew. Reginald. Right, Reggie. No more Reg. drinks for you. 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 I'm gonna take your <laughs> drinks. Uh, and this has been another episode of Space Sessions. All right. Take it easy. Click, click, clink, clink the glass. Clinkity. Click it. All right. Cool. Oh. Love the way you work that dookie hole. <laughs> <laughs>